Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I am sitting in Annadale, Minnesota, my hometown, class of 92. What's up, Annadale? And uh, across from the table from me is Anthony Cole, the COO for Backyard Reflections. How's it going, Anthony? It's going great. Yeah, you dated yourself a little bit there, given yeah, your graduating class. Yeah. I don't. I don't look forty-seven. Do no, I? No, you don't. You look much younger. Doing yeah, really good. yeah, yeah. Thank you. And uh, the lovely Melanie is co-hosting with me again today. How you doing, Melanie? I'm great. Thanks for asking. All right. Well, let's dive into backyard reflections now. Some of you, I'm sure, a lot of you have watched some of those home improvement uh, TV shows the HGTV and you go and they go in the backyard and you're like, holy shit, look at that backyard, man. It's got like another <laughs> kitchen, another living room, backyard living. And uh, this is the company that does that t- type of thing. Right, Anthony? Absolutely. Yeah. We specialize in design, build, construction of landscape properties. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a basic fire pit, all right? I mean, we're talking granite kitchen countertops, uh, cooking surface, surfaces, huge like uh, fireplaces that you would see in somebody's living room with stonework and walking surfaces and granite steps and lighting. And you guys, it's some pretty sick backyards, man. You got a big one in, um, hanging up on the wall here. And uh, I don't know, is that kind of your specialty? Is like, give me the biggest, baddest challenge you, you can come up with because... I'm not too interested in just putting down some mulch for you. <laughs> you know, we would definitely take on a remulch for a customer if that's all they wanted. <laughs> um, if we were going to write up some dream projects, it, it depends on the designer. You know, we got great people here, great designers. You know, one of our designers up north, Jamie's been doing it for 20 plus years, and she loves to take those projects where they say, "Give me Disneyland." I don't have a budget, you know. Oh, but yeah. uh, wow. so that's that's her dream project, and we get a few of those a year. How fun! Yeah, that w- that's that's cool. Well, how did Backyard Reflections come about? Can you tell me a little bit about the history? And okay, I got, I got to tell you guys this too. When I walked in here, Anthony's the type of guy that, that's like, well, I'm all ready for you. Just sit down. I got a presentation. Let, let me tell you about the company here. And uh, so we've been looking at the uh, TV screen hanging on the wall that's connected to his laptop about the history of the company. And it's pretty cool. The growth over time is substantial. You guys, you guys are sitting at like... 50 employees now, is that right? That's right, yeah. So how did this all get started? So back in 2000, Dave and his two sons, Lars and Andrew Reisenin, they started the company. So in 2000, there was a company of three people. They did a revenue of about $75,000. Over time, they grew that into two locations. Now, Lars and Andrew are still the owners today. We have a location in Niswa that started about eight years ago and our location in Annandale. We had about 50 employees this year. Last year in revenue, we did about $8.75 million, and we're always looking to improve on efficiency. Yeah. So it was a father and two sons that started it back in 2000? That's correct. Father still around? He is uh, retired. Okay. So he got bought out of the business uh, a while back, and 
he stops in every now and then and loves to see the progress. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And he's it, probably sitting back enjoying his backyard reflections right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what his backyard looks like, right? Me too. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I was he, thinking. He knows people in the business, so I'm sure it's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that old uh, the thing, the contractor's home, the last one. Oh, gets, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. there's always that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maid's home is messy. Oh, yeah. So my friend um, Brian... I'll leave his last name off of this. He's that contractor that's like, you go to his house and the bathroom mirror is still leaning on top of the vanity, not even hung up, you know? The uh, toilet paper roll, you can see where it's supposed to go, but the little thing that you put the toilet paper on, that's not installed, so it's just sitting on top of the counter. I'm like, Brian, come on, dude. Yeah, Yeah. Very, very true. What are some of the projects, you know, I know you can't name names, but... What are some of the things or services that you guys provide? And uh, I mean, I see some boulder walls, retaining walls. Yeah, I'll let you use the correct terminology before I screw it all up. Well, you got it right. It's uh, boulder walls, retaining walls, one and the same. Uh, That's basically how the company started. A lot of what they did in those early years were boulder retaining walls. And then over time, they gradually grew in experience and added more services. So we definitely offer all the hardscape projects. We can do paver driveways, patios, you know, flagstone, fireplaces. You mentioned the outdoor kitchens. A lot of what we do, especially in our Niswa location, is lakeside access. You know, so when you have a hillside, how do you get down there? Building a staircase, beautiful landscaping around it, a beach. Uh, you know, just what are you going to use your property for, and how can we design something that gets you the best value for your dollar? Um, yeah. So we we do everything, you know. And some customers, it's low maintenance deer resistant plants. Which, if anyone knows of deer resistant plants and want to tell me about them, that would be great. Yeah, is that uh, even such a thing? <laughs> All right. So yeah, these these uh, clients that you come across, they have unique requests. One might be you mentioned deer resistant plants, and um, tell me about deer resistant plants. Well, what kind of plants do you recommend that are deer resistant? <laughs> It's definitely not my uh, area of expertise. The uh, the designers are are definitely the ones who are going to give you that answer, and it might be different from designer to designer. But you know, if the deer decide to come through and eat the plants, they it's it, they'll come back. You know, yeah. especially the native varieties. That's kind of what they're made for, right? Right. Feeding the deer, for feeding sure. the wildlife. Yeah. No. So anything a customer asks us to do, you know, we'll do our best to to make it work for them, working within county and, and city regulations, but. We'll do anything from just putting a beach in, you know, bringing some fresh sand for a customer, mm. repairing their shoreline, doing riprap work. Uh, natural shorelines are a big thing that's happening now, where it's uh, coral logs and natural plantings all the way down to the water instead of a pile of rocks. So, so no sand. No sand. You know, it kind of depends on what they're looking for and what the lake's like. And okay. do any projects require you to wait for the lake to freeze so you can? I don't know, get materials over there and make it easier on yourself? Yeah, you know, that's we don't do snow plowing in the winter anymore. We did a while back. So if we work in the winter, it's typically boulder walls are a great thing to do in the winter. Yeah. Our excavators will rip right through it. But shorelines nice. that you can't access any other way than from the lake, you know, those are the projects that get done. A lot of the time in February, okay. the ice is the thickest. 
Yeah. So they got like a really steep cliff going down to the lakeshore or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yep. Do you deal with those, uh, I don't know what they're called, those uh, trolley things that people ride down the cliffs on? Do you guys deal with those at all? The elevators. Yeah. You know, like a basket you sit in and you push yeah. a button and you go down? Yeah, we've landscaped around them. Okay. Um, you know, if a customer wants to have something like that, they definitely got to find a specialist for that. Uh, okay. It's not something we offer. Okay, gotcha. What other, I guess, specialists... Do you require help from? You know, I think we talked about like irrigation systems. You guys don't install irrigation, do you? We, I mean, we don't install it ourselves. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You got so, guys that you work with. That yeah, we have we have partners that. and other irrigation companies who specialize in it. A lot of the times, the way that works is we design a, a landscape that needs irrigation. We'll send them a copy of the print. They'll design the irrigation system for it and tell us what the price is. We'll coordinate with the homeowner and get that installed for them. You okay. know, so it's a seamless project. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about that. So, if I got a backyard and uh, which I do, and I want to do some improvements, and I reach out to you guys, somebody's going to call me back. It sounds like. Right? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you guys are on top of that. And I guarantee uh, it. Uh, good, good. <laughs> Can you take me through that process of being a? a potential customer of Backyard Reflections. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want a project done at your site and you call our office, what's typically going to happen is either myself or Lars is going to come out to the job site. We're going to meet with you, look at the high-level scope of the project, talk high-level budgets, and we'll throw some budget ranges out there. Uh, I won't give them here just because time changes everything. Uh, But if you want to have an entire backyard or say you have a new construction project, we want to make sure that we know what your expectations are at a high level right away yeah. and then kind of what that roughly is going to cost to make sure that you know we're not too far apart from each other before we go on waste your time waste you know time designing a project so yeah. if yeah, that's, that's a fit that's smart because i mean if i'm thinking that my uh Backyard kitchen slash living room that I seen in HGTV is going to cost me ten grand, and you're like, nah, yeah, exactly nah, right. Put another zero behind that, <laughs> and uh, I'd want to know that right up front for sure. Yep. So that's that's the first step in our process. If everything seems to make sense, we got realistic budgets and scope to look forward to. What we'll do is we'll hand that off to one of our project managers and designers. You know, so our project managers and designers work as a team to develop what that project's going to look like for the customer. They'll go out, meet with the homeowner again, take detailed measurements, talk to them about how they're going to use the space, colors they like, if there's certain varieties of plants. I want to save that tree and that one grass because my grandma gave it to me. <laughs> that type of stuff, we'll get all that information, Yeah, go through the work with our design team to create that project in 3D on the computer. We bring the customer back in, We'll have a detailed proposal for them, 3D images. It's almost like flying a drone over the finished project so that they can visualize what they're getting in their backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you gave me a a little booklet here that provided some examples of these 3D images, and it's pretty incredible what you can do on that computer and give the homeowner a real-life experience of what their backyard could potentially look like, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I say, yeah, looks good. Let's get started. And I, sh- I assume you guys are going to show up tomorrow. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> during that whole process, you know, so sometimes depending on time of year, we do a lot of designs in the winter. You know, mm-hmm. spring and fall is always a busy time for 
for seasonal work, especially landscaping. Mm. So a lot of times we design a lot of work in the winter. Sometimes it might take you two weeks to get a design, depending on your project. Sometimes it might take four or five. Okay. You know, so that whole time we're always very open about where our timeline's at. So yeah. even on that initial meeting, you know, right now if you called me today and wanted a project in Niswa, I'd probably tell you that we're looking at a September install at the earliest, unless it's you know a smaller project that we can fit in between some of the some of our other projects. Okay. Uh, but if you're looking at a whole property, you know, it takes time to develop that, line up the materials, make sure that the customer and we're on the same pages. Yeah. So how's business been? I know we speak to a lot of contractors and COVID. And materials kind of <laughs> threw a monkey wrench in their business. Are you experiencing the same thing on the landscape side? Yeah, you know, it's to a certain degree. You know, uh, it really depends on what the material is. You know, so a lot of the stuff we're struggling with is your specialty stuff. There was a time when we were struggling just to get you know regular aluminum edging for landscape beds, but now right. that's that's fine. But the more modern pavers and the more specialty you get on a paver line, what's happening is with all this demand. And the, the homeowners are going directly to a lot of our vendors who manufacture the pavers. The, ma- the manufacturers are saying, we're just going to make our top three lines right now until we get on top of demand, and then we'll make our other stuff. So if you want anything that's not those, we have to get creative to get you that look or find a different vendor or find it sitting in someone's uh, warehouse that we can take to your property. Yeah. So that's one of our bigger struggles. And then, like we mentioned, working with subcontractors, they're getting... You know, very busy as well. So, the coordination on that takes another level now that we've yeah. gotten into the pandemic. And being the COO, what's your role in the company? Are you dealing with those subcontractors and trying to, or is that more of the project manager that's organizing the time schedules? Yeah, typically that's project manager and production manager. So we have our, our project manager designer who sell that project. Project manager is going to stay with that customer all the way through the finish of our project. Okay. Um, and we got great project managers and designers that take care of our customers. You know, we have a, a guarantee we alluded to earlier that we'll call you back within one business day. Um, yes. You know, so really making sure that we're on top of that communication. At any given time, that project manager might be working with 50 homeowners. Mm. You know, so everyone's project is very important to them, and we want to make sure that they feel that way. And then we also have production managers who manage our foreman and field techs, our truck drivers, coordination of materials. So between the production manager and project manager, they're they're managing those subcontractors to make sure the project goes, you know, on yeah. without a hitch. Yeah, uh, you mentioned a guarantee. Yeah, and uh, can you can you could you say that guarantee again? And and where did that come from? What was the motivation behind that? Yeah, you know, we have a few things that we try to do to make us unique. One of them is create an exceptional customer experience. And one thing that we've really noticed from past feedback, you know, a while back is if you don't communicate, that's a real big issue with people. So our guarantee is as simple as we'll call you back within one business day. We might not have the answer, but we'll call you back and let you know we're working on it and make sure the next level of communication is communicated. That kind of comes from... Up in Niswa is, you know, the area code 218. And uh, I brought it up and it sounded like you hadn't heard of it, but the 218er syndrome, uh, is, it gets thrown out there and anyone with a 218 area code never calls you back, especially contractors. <laughs> so, you know, that's something we we really don't want to have a reputation for in either of our locations. So Yeah, yeah. So one thing you just mentioned that uh, caught my attention is that not only do you want to deliver a beautiful end product, a sick backyard, but you want that whole experience to be a positive experience for the homeowner, correct? Yeah, that's that's always our goal. And you know, as landscapers, as people in the trades, 
no one's perfect. You know, mm. it's rare that a project goes off without any kind of change orders or <laughs> any kind of delays or anything like that. You know, our expectation is that you know, even if we mess up, we're going to keep coming back until it's right with you, the homeowner, mm. and uh, you're happy with the end product. So it's never as smooth yeah. as it should be, but yeah. we always keep working until it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm 47, and I've spoken to a few landscapers. Is that what you categorize yourself as, a landscaper, yeah. right? Yeah, landscape company. And uh, the typical landscaper, I say, I would say it's one or two employees. Uh, they pull up an old broken truck, and uh, they might have a, a couple small pieces of equipment, and they're kind of limited in what they can do, and they have to rent a lot of equipment or bring in a, a brother or a brother-in-law to help out on a job here and there. You guys are sitting at 50 employees, two locations, and you get, it looks like you do the biggest of the big. What do you contribute this growth to, the success to. And off the top of my head, when you were talking about your core values earlier, do you feel like that has played a big role in the growth of your company? Yeah, absolutely. Having those core values and, and sticking to them um, with how we hire and promote people within our company. You know, the biggest thing I attribute any success we have to is is our entire team. You know, from field tech and foreman out in the field to our project managers, designers, to in the office, you know, doing finance support, our mechanic, you know, making sure everything's operational. And when it breaks down that we get it back operational in a timely manner, you know, the people are really the heart of the company. So over time, that growth has really been attributed to hiring and training the right type of people. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, let's talk about Anthony Cole a little bit. Sure. Right. Where are you from? And uh, what route did you take to get to this position you're in now as being the COO for Backyard Reflections? Yeah, sure. I was born in Brainerd. Um, I still live up in Brainerd today, just a little south of Niswa. Grew up there, You know, went to school in Bemidji. I got an engineering technology degree up there. Moved back to Brainerd. Started working for a a company in the gutter industry, and worked there for five years. And when I started with that company, there was two employees, you know, doing about two hundred thousand dollars in revenue. After five years, we had about thirty employees doing three million dollars, and I learned a lot from that experience. What were you doing for them? So I started as an installer, you know, so okay. in the field for for many years, and then by the end, I was doing a COO type role where I was ordering material, coordinating schedules hiring, that type of thing with yeah. the employees. We had multiple locations, so a very similar model to what we have here. Installing gutters. In gutters, yeah. How many people did it? Okay, what was that growth again? It was, you were there for like five years. You start, When you were there, there were three people? Yeah, there was three people and then one left right when I started. So then it was just me and the owner. And then, <laughs> wow. uh, you know, so that was a hard growth to have, you know, so yeah. it was a great experience. And so coming into Backyard Reflections who had, you know, a defined process for the customers and core values and, and all that type of stuff already laid out and been doing it for almost yeah. 20 years, it was quite a luxury because yeah. that was the stressful part about the five yeah. years and growing, you know, is developing all that from scratch. Yeah, that's um, but, kind of a breath of fresh air to see that this is already in place here. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. I came from that background, having gone through a lot of the struggles and the type of thing that you know, the leadership team here had gone through previously. And then so I had that same, similar experience, things that I could bring from a different related industry. Gutters and landscaping are one of the last things to be done on a new construction yeah, house. You sure. know, it's 
Yeah. Everyone else is in there first, and yeah. you know, landscapers were out of there last now. So it's yeah. uh, you don't put the grass in before the last yeah. guy's uh, you know done with his equipment. So yeah, that was that was a great experience for me. Um, one of the things I did during that period and still do is you know, voracious reader. I read a lot of books, not only business books but other books, just to kind of keep my sanity. Must because you said the word voracious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you threw out a number earlier when we before we started recording and I, I want to say you've read like 40 books or so so far this year. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, I you know, so for the company we we set yearly goals and then as a leadership team we have quarterly offsites, which we just had one yesterday with our leadership team, our general managers and owners and myself, uh, where we track how we're doing on those goals. We set new 90-day goals. My wife and I actually do the same thing with our personal life. So oh. we have a, a, a quarterly offsite. We just had one a few weeks ago, just her and I. We left the three-year-old and one-and-a-half-year-old with the grandpa and grandma, and it right. was great to get away. Um, but we, we do the similar thing. We set goals. We set financial goals, family goals. One of my personal goals for the year was to read 75 books. So wow. I'm, Sounds I'm, like you're well on your way. On my way, yeah. It's, it's like six and a quarter books a month, so I'm maybe a book wow. behind. I don't know. Wow. So yeah, that's really cool how you apply uh, business type strategies into your personal life. And have you been doing that for a long time? Like uh, having these quarterly offsites and goal setting with your wife. And like, what do you have to say about that? Tell me more. I'm yeah. intrigued. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. I think one thing we can always offer as leaders in a business is anything we you know teach here. Hopefully, you know, living up to our core values and how we treat people within the company, we'd like to see our employees bring that home and then it continued to spread. So I do that myself. A couple of years we've been having offsites, my okay. wife and I. We've, you know, we're debt free personally, and that's one of our business goals as well. Yeah. And we're hoping to achieve that this year as as a business for Backyard Reflections. So it's the personal kind of leads into what we're doing in the in yeah. the business and it should be vice versa too. Anything you learn and can improve on in the business, you can bring it home and yeah. you know. Not only talk to talk, you walk the walk. That's right. Yeah. You're legit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh any big plans for uh backyard reflections now that you're in the seat of COO, uh keep doing what you're doing. Or uh, I mean what's your thought there? Opening another location and oh I should also bring up the geographic reach. Like where are you guys uh doing business now? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a location in Annandale uh, and Niswan. We typically work within about an hour. You know, okay. So our focus has always been homeowners within an hour of either location who value uniquely designed landscape solution. So that's really our target customer. We want 90, 95% of our customers to fall into that bucket. Yeah, A lot of reasons behind that, but typically those are the people who get the best value from us. Yeah, And then from there, you know, geographical reach. What was the other question? <laughs> uh, what are the future plans? Future uh, plans. Are you going to be opening another location somewhere? Are you getting into another area of landscaping? Anything like that? You know, it, we're currently primarily design build. So meaning we do up to new construction projects from home remodels to just adding a patio into a backyard or you know, just redoing all the plantings uh, on a property. Mm. We don't do a lot of other things related to landscaping, but maintenance is one thing we're looking to actively grow. Oh, okay. You know, so pruning, deadheading, cleaning out beds, replacing things that that aren't doing well there. That's that's a struggle. We mm. did try to do lawn mowing for a while. It's it's a different business model, so yeah. we don't do that any longer. Okay. okay. It's okay. Maintenance is a struggle for everybody's yard. 
Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I know the name is Backyard Reflections, but earlier on when we were talking, did you say you also do like paver driveways? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so paver driveways, if if a customer wants that, you know, we'll do the whole property, not just the backyard. Not just the backyard, got it. It seems like most people (laughs) spend time in their backyard. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. no, I like the name. I like the name. All right, so let's say I'm a homeowner and I want to improve my property, not only the backyard, but, but the front yard, maybe the driveway. What's the best way to get a hold of you or what's the best way to find out more about the company? It seems like the answer you get a lot on this podcast, but our website, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the information you need about anything we're doing, you know, there's information about our team there, what our phone numbers are, where we're at. That's the best way to reach us. You can reach out to any one of our employees if you see them out on a job site or at a gas station in one of our trucks. You know, hit them up, and we'll get you in touch with us. And get you a call back. And you got a, a great website domain. It's uh, what is it? Backyardmn.com. Correct. Yeah. Easy to remember, guys. Backyardmn.com. Before we wrap things up, I'd just like to ask: Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up during this recording? Uh, did I cover everything? I think we covered a lot of stuff. You know, one thing I would say, you know, and it's how I ended up getting here is we like to tell everyone we're always hiring great people. So mm. if you know someone who wants to be in landscaping, we're always looking for great people. We'd love to sit down and tell them what we have going here and see what kind of fit they could be. Do they have to come here with experience? You know, they don't. You know, no. So a lot of our people, especially you know, even our project managers, started as field techs and moved their way through the company. Yeah. I personally didn't have landscape experience until I got here. So it's definitely something we can teach here at Backyard. And what a great job, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I like getting outside, working outside, working with my hands. And it's rewarding when you complete a job and you can stand back and say, wow, look at that. You know what I mean? Outside of this, I sell insurance. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> exciting stuff. <man. laughs> look at that piece of paper I just printed. Uh, that's right. right. Uh, another one. So, okay, great. So, backyardmn.com. Check it out, guys. Anthony, I appreciate your time being on Minnesota Made, and I hope the best for you. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota. Minnesota.